And praise the Lord. Well, we've been talking about uh, God's financial plan, God's blessing. Uh, we talked about the fact that um, as you would sow a natural seed, uh, being corn or strawberries or carrots or whatever it may be, it produces after itself. Isn't that right? Sow carrots, you get carrots. At least that's what we've experienced so far. Praise God. Amen. And uh, so I was raised on a farm. I experienced that and all the details that go around that. Um, but the Word of God is no different. Uh, so the Word of God actually, uh, it produces after which God sends it to produce. Isn't that right? It doesn't return to him void, but we can actually see from the scriptures uh, much of what it would produce. If you uh, sow healing scriptures, then you enjoy healing, right? Uh, you sow peace, you get peace. You sow joy, you get joy. All these different details of the word of God, but the same thing is true for finances and resources. I like to speak scriptures like the blessing of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow with it. I like that one specifically because I don't want no sorrow. I don't want no money that's going to cause me problems. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it that bad, you know? <laughs> Thank God for finances, but I don't want no mess. Amen? And so that's a great one to speak. But So we've been talking about finances in the last few weeks, and uh, people are grabbing hold. You see lights coming on. You see people getting a hold of faith and confidence because when people have faith and confidence, then they're going to do the things that God is requiring of them concerning their finances. If you can hear God concerning your finances, you can probably hear God in any other area of your life. Isn't that right? Uh, because people tend to be hesitant because they're nervous and they think, uh, if I give it away, then it's gone. But no, in this case, when you sow it in the ground, it produces more. Isn't that right? And uh, so, so we are uh, talking about finances and we said earlier that um, there are over, you know, or excuse me, there are around 500 scriptures that talk about prayer and faith. Uh, but there are over 2,000 scriptures that have to do with finances, with uh, whether it be the promise of finances or the warnings about the deceitfulness of riches or being lazy or stewardship, all these many, many scriptures having to do with finances. And so we uh, don't want to be afraid of hearing about finances. Oftentimes you hear people go into the offering time and think, oh, they're going to try and get some money. Then you are already messed up. Because what it is, is it's, oh, now they're trying to get something to me. That's what we should have in our hearts. Isn't that right? <laughs> you know, because uh, God, if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. Isn't that right? And uh, so sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest, these are, are principles that are in the word of God. They are like gravity. You know, they are just something that we grab hold of, take hold of, and enjoy the benefit of. So we're going to start in the word, and I have a very short time. But in uh, Genesis, we see here in Genesis chapter 13 that Abraham and uh, a lot. They were so blessed. And it says here in verse 13 and 1, or chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Then Abraham went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them. They had so much wealth, you guys, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not 
dwell together. So they were in arguments. The herdsmen are fighting. You know, you know, I got to feed my sheep. You got to feed your sheep. But I'm, you know, this grass is mine. This water is mine. They're having problems because of their great wealth. Lots of sheep. Lots of goats. Lots of cows. You know what I'm saying? No pigs. Anyway, just side thought. But anyhow, so so we we see that God um, had blessed Abraham. He was a blessing, and he was blessed. Hanging out with Abraham got you blessed. That's why his nephew was blessed too. Supernatural blessing on him. But in verse uh, 2, um, it says Abram in the Amplified. It says Abram was extremely rich. The Douay's translation says, and he was very rich in possession of gold and silver. The Young says exceedingly wealthy. And Knox says Abram was by now the master of rich possessions with abundance of gold and silver. So we see again how many would agree this morning that from these scriptures that that boy has some ducats, right? Would you agree? He was, he was strapped. He was blessed, right? So then we go to the New Testament. Here's where the good news comes in now. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Then listen, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? So now, we Gentiles, and there might be some uh, people of Jewish descent in the room. God bless you. You're the natural branch. We are the engrafted branch. We are the adopted ones. But here it says that, that it may come on us, the Gentiles. How many Gentiles? Raise your hand. Amen. That means this is for you. Everybody say, it's for me. Say, the blessings of Abraham are for me. So then in verse 16 of Galatians 3, it says, Now to Abraham, Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So if you are in Christ, and of course we know 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Who? He who's in Christ. Old things have passed away, right? All things have become new, and all these things are of God. So we who are in Christ, we who are children of God, seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places, we are his seed. Abraham's seed being Christ. We are in him. And in him all the promises are. Amen. Yes and amen. So Jesus Christ is the, the stamp of approval for all the blessings that God has for us. If Jesus was made poor, that we through his poverty would be made rich. It's not talking about goosebumps and warm fuzzies. I'm so blessed. <laughs> yeah, but you can't pay your bills. <laughs> no, blessed is blessed. Blessed is blessed. It's natural resources. It's finances. It's how many knows you need it, right? Come on. We had Miss Rhea talking about an empty fridge. That's not good, Right? The Bible says the willing and obedient shall eat. <laughs> That's the one thing we sure can do as Christians, right, is eat. Standing on the promises, right? Standing, standing. <laughs> Glory to God. We enjoy us some food, amen? amen? And we should. The Bible says way more about feasting than fasting. That's no excuse to not be here this week with us fasting, by the way. 
So it is a provision of God. And, and God, man, God does everything. Seems like he's always got food going on. The marriage supper of the lamb. Come on now. Hallelujah. You know we're going to eat some barbecue. Come on. Good stuff. Maybe not pig. Maybe something else. I don't know. Okay. But God wants to bless your socks off. His provision, his blessing will come to those who stand on the promise. Amen. God is at work. We are in line. We have been aligned with him. Hebrews, quick. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, it says, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which is established upon better promises. Everybody say better. Better. This has to include finances. Do you understand? It can't be just better on everything else except for finances. It would include everything else, but it would include finances. It's better. Everybody say it's better. So our covenant, which is referred to that the blessings of Abraham, would mean that that covenant is included, engulfed by, and dwarfed by the new covenant. Y'all with me? Ooh, come on. Now there should be some shouting in this room. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. I have a better covenant. Abraham had only 100,000 cattle. I've got me some blessing coming my way. Amen? In the Amplified, it says it this way in, in uh, Hebrews 8, 6. It says, but as it now is, he, Christ, has acquired a priestly ministry which is as much superior and more excellent than the old as the covenant, the agreement of which he is, the mediator, the arbiter, agent, is superior and more excellent because it is enacted and rests upon more important, sublimer, higher, and nobler promises. It rests on him. His blood, what he did. Oh, my goodness. Abraham was just a type and shadow. What we have, we have the real. We have the money in the bank. It's not credit. It's the cash flow. It's, I got the money. Show me the money. Jesus is the money. More excellent, more sure. Jesus himself is watching over this stuff. Hallelujah. Woo. And I am an heir according to the promise. Woo. I've got it. I have the title deed. I'm not making payments. This is not credit. The bank don't own any of it. It's mine. I have it now. I read when we began. I read that God says, this is mine. That's mine. It's all mine. And Jesus said, Whatever I have is now yours. That he, the Father, has given me everything. I'm giving it to you. Praise the Lord. Simply, honestly, what he told Adam in the very beginning, he said, I give you authority over all the work of my hands. Subdue it. Dominate it. We know Adam screwed that all up. Jesus came back. And gave it back again. Here we all are. Have the authority of Jesus. We're in Jesus. He is overseeing it. 
we have the power to get hold of and gain all that he has for us. There is no power, not in heaven nor in earth, that can stop it. Y'all with me? You are not a poor nothing. You are a child of the living God. You are an offspring of God himself. His DNA is inside of you. Speaking those things that be not as though they were. Woo! Money cometh to me now. I speak to money. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That money don't grow on trees. Only if you plant money trees. And you start saying some things, agreeing with God and doing what God has told you to do and start seeing breakthroughs this way and that way in your finances. We see, Pastor Andy, I'm retired. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the retirement clause in the word of God. Oh, oh no, there's not? No clause. In fact, I tell the youth there is no clause in the word that says you have to wait till you're 25. You are 12 years old. You have a dream. Become a millionaire. I kid you not. We have limited our children. We have stopped their dreaming. We have stopped them from fulfilling what God has called them to do. Because we have decided that that our limitations should be theirs. Don't put your limitations on your children. I read a story years ago about two Mormon kids that started making chocolate cows and became millionaires. Like only 13, 14 years old. God is no respecter of persons. You need to see God up there. Oh, no, no, our word won't work for them. They're only 12. You wonder why God had to use a teenager to kill the giant. You wonder why God had to use a teenager to bring forth the Messiah. Because we have not given them yet our limitations. And when you can say, be it unto me even as you have said. When you can say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What are these arguments against God's promise? Praise God.